0: Jesus' life fulfilled the law as a man of a new dna a new prototype it was his death that paid the price for your sins and my sins right it was a cross and that cross would have been of no effect the new testament would not have kicked in if he did not resurrect So, the fullness of the payment for our atonement is hinged on his resurrection. Yeah? It's hinged on his resurrection. The fullness of the atonement is hinged. In other words, if he did not resurrect, there's no gospel. And that's why nothing in the gospel is as attacked as his resurrection. Nothing is as attacked as his resurrection. And Paul makes that clear. He says, if Christ did not die, our faith is in vain. So in the next few minutes we have, let's look at that for a bit. Let's explore his resurrection. It's beautiful that Jesus did not stay dead. Isn't it? It's beautiful. Death could not hold him. But couldn't. If the princes of this world had known that I just left him alone. Because in his resurrection was when he brought us into glory. His resurrection and his ascension. That was what brought us into the glory that his death had purchased for us. Make sense? Make sense? So let's, let's look at a few scriptures. Mark 16. I'll read very quickly. Nothing is as attacked as his resurrection. The four resurrection accounts in the Gospels are Acts, uh, Matthew twenty-eight, Mark sixteen, Luke twenty-four, and John twenty. Matthew twenty-eight, Mark sixteen, Luke twenty-four, and John twenty. I don't want to go into that distraction or that digression right now but all the four accounts of the resurrection are different all the four of them don't agree yet it's one account not four Matthew 28 Mark 16 Luke 24, John 20 four resurrection accounts, all four are different none of them agree with each other yeah Maybe someday we'll talk about it. You know, we don't see this disparities in scripture. And so the average secularist will say your Bible is not accurate, but we can tell you the Bible is without error. Once you can stitch the accounts together and see from what perspective each writer was writing. Who was his audience? And then Debbie was asking me this afternoon that, why is the Bible not arranged according to timeline? I said the only way to understand the New Testament, in fact the entire Bible, is to strip it of the books that they have constrained them into and arrange the Bible by order of account. You cannot understand the timeline of scripture by order of books. You can only understand the timeline of scripture by order of accounts. There's one narrative, it's not four. But if you don't sit and study it, you won't see it. That's how people still, to, till today don't understand that there were two different feedings. The four thousand and the five thousand. We're still struggling. Some people think that it was a mistake. Uh, it, some, it meant four, it was five. No, it was four and five. Two different. People till today don't understand that it was on two occasions he flogged them out of the temple. Not one. That's assignment for you. How many of you knew? Yeah? How many of you knew? (laughs) So we're talking resurrection, isn't it? (laughs) Sixteen. Let me show you just a couple. Verse 4, when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. Verse 9. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Do you see that? Okay, let's see Matthew 28. Now I have some people's attention. Verse 1, Matthew 28. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb and behold there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord ascended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and did what? His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee, and there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. See verse 8. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. Which you don't see in Mark. You don't see joy in Mark. You see fear. And ran to bring his disciples' word. So you have to stitch Mark to Matthew to realize that they were first afraid, then they were quiet, then their mouth opened, then they ran, and then they brought word. Mark alone cannot tell you that. Matthew alone cannot tell you that. For instance, Luke, let's look at Luke 24. Luke, Chapter 24. <laughs> Verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them. We don't see that in Matthew. We don't see that in Mark. 23 actually tells you that there were a few women who were there, Joanna, and Mary, Jesus' mother, and all that in 23. This is they, those women in chapter 23 and others with them, came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went and did not find the body of Jesus. No angel, no young man. They went in, didn't find the body. Verse 4, And it happened as they were greatly perplexed, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. How many men? Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, the two men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? You don't see that statement in Matthew or in Mark. He's not here, but his reason. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales. Because in that era, women were not taken as credible witnesses. Okay? And we don't see this in Matthew and Mark. We see this in Luke. John 20. Interesting, right? John chapter 20. Verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, he says, singular, went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple, that's John, the beloved, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple, John, always referring to himself in third person, outran Peter and came to the tomb first and he He, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, did not go in. Simon, Peter came, following him, went into the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Only John has this account. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed. For as yet, this is very incredible. For as yet, they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Jesus told them, destroy this temple in three days. I will build it. He said, I, the time has come for the Son of Man to be taken to Jerusalem and offered up. And after three days, shall rise again. He said to them in Matthew that just the adulterous generation seek a sign. No other sign will be given them other than the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish... For three days. So also shall the son of man be in the belly of the earth. For three days. What other scripture? And John says they did not know. Not that they did not believe. So they knew Jesus' accounts. But because the accounts of Jesus were not written. They didn't take his words as scripture. So it it was lost on them, according to John's accounts, that he was the word. And that's why John starts in chapter one by emphasizing that Jesus was the word. So John's narrative influences the detail he captures. John writes from a tender place, from a compassion place, from a love place. That's why John singles out Mary Magdalene in the narrative. Because it was her that said, Rabboni. Let's read on. 10. Disciples went away again to their own homes. 11. Disciples went away. Mary Magdalene did not. Mary, man, I didn't want to go into Mary Magdalene. Her, Her devotion to Jesus was so total that she was prepared to live the rest of her life there making sure that body did not see decay as Isaiah and David prophesied. She was so taken by the master, so taken by the master, that she was not flinching in her devotion to him. So everybody goes home. John had seen and believed that he was risen. No no evidence. But he had gone. Mary stood there, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. Isn't that sweet? Now, when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus. First one to see him. Saw Jesus standing there. And did not know that he was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, because he was too fine. Remember how he was scourged? Said to him, sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. And I will take him away. I will rebury him. I will embalm him again. And if he had showed the body of Jesus to Mary Magdalene by herself, she would have carried him with the arms of love with the strength of passion. That's how much she loved him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. I'm sure he called her in the accent and the language that made her always know that it was him. When Jesus comes into the compound or the street, on the street, he says, Mary. And she knows that that's him. So he switches his accent. Christ now becomes Jesus in his voice. Because Jesus, She knew. And he says, Mary. It was the day I called Tega to play a prank on her. Sometime last year. Tega is from Worry. This is like late 2016 or so. I still had my British accent. Um, Now I sound very Nigerian, I think. Um, So I called her. She comes to the phone. I was driving somewhere. I said, how far? Wait in there. Tega got upset. Say so, who are you? What have you done? With my pastor's phone. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done with my who are you? What are you doing? I say, nothing did happen. A we area. How far? Tega lost it. She went nuts. She was raking. I said, me na pav. She say it's a lie. Like Do you remember? She was so shaking. It took me like almost ten minutes. I had to unpack the car, <laughs> and now switch back. I say it's me. Tega I I did not believe. I had to hang up the phone and then call Tega back as Pav. And I said, Pav, how would you do that now? <laughs> yeah, tell so somebody has stolen the phone. Somebody had done it. So so you you can relate to Mary's narrative. So Jesus says to her, Mary. And she's like, Rabboni. Which is a, a fond way of saying, teacher, master, savior. You have to put these four accounts together to get the full narrative. They saw the angel inside. They came out. They left, Mary stayed, went back in, saw two angels, asked them questions, got answers, turned, and saw Jesus. Only one account doesn't give you all of that. Now, none of them say, one person writes from the, the guy that was sat on the stone, one person writes from the one that was inside. There's nothing to suggest that they were not two different angels. there's nothing to suggest that there was not a plethora of angelic activity. going. I mean, the guy had just resurrected. What do you expect? There's a lot of angelic activity going on. One shows up, rolls a stone, sits on top. One tells us that the stone had been rolled away. didn't tell us who rolled it. But in Matthew, we saw that an angel rolled it and sat on top. In Mark, we saw that the stone had been rolled away and the young man was sat inside on the right side. It doesn't tell us that that's the guy that rolled away the stone in Matthew. And you start to stitch it together. Start to stitch it together. And then Luke tells us that there were two men inside the tomb. It doesn't tell us the fullness of the narrative that they have with the woman. And then John tells us that first of all, Mary went. And so on, came and said, hey. And then others came along with them. And they heard, they saw, they believed, they left. Mary said, I ain't going nowhere. I'm, I'm going to be here. But it's in Matthew's account we see that they actually, in Luke's account, we saw that they had gone in earlier, everybody, and had seen two angels. And had left. And then John tells us that Mary comes back and she says, I'm not going. I'm not going to leave him. Bring him. Bring his body. I'll love on his body. I'll stay devoted to his body. I ain't leaving. And at that instant, it was clear that this was obviously the first person he's going to appear to. I mean, who else? Who else? And John writes from the point of view of love. Mary Magdalene. He doesn't write from the point of view of detail. He writes from love. And then he emphasizes that they didn't believe because they didn't know that, that the scripture said he will rise from the dead. Why? They didn't recognize him as the word. Ending his narrative with where he began. In John 1, in the beginning, was the word. So John's narrative was to explain Christ as the word and the son of a man. The man who had love in his heart. So you stitch them together, you arrange the account. I don't have time to show you that. And then you realize that it's one account. And they all agree, one with another. Isn't that beautiful? So our entire faith is hinged on the belief that Christ resurrected from the dead. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 to 8. If you haven't fallen asleep... Try and not sleep now. If you sleep now, don't be by the window. 1 Corinthians 15, 14. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. And your faith is also empty. Yes. And we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up. In fact, the dead do not rise. We are false witnesses because we are saying that God raised up Christ when he didn't raise him up. And because Christ didn't raise him up, God didn't raise Christ up, then the dead don't rise. Does that make sense? Those who are dead in sin, all of us have no hope. Do you understand? Do you understand that text? Yeah? So we become false witnesses. Because we have said that God raised up Christ whom he did not raise up. If in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. So you see that's not the life. It's not just even the death. It's the resurrection that completed the propitiation. I started with that, right? Because if Christ did not rise... You are still in your sins. So it wasn't just okay that he died. Oh, come on, talk to me, people. Yeah. Yeah? It wasn't just okay that he died. If he did not rise, everything we're believing, sir, is in vain. So it is cardinal to the gospel to establish and believe the resurrection of Christ. Do you understand? Yeah. It's, it's cardinal. And that's why the Case against resurrection began immediately after resurrection. Matthew 28. Let's go back to there. That. That's where you see it. So people that are fighting resurrection have, are only fighting a matter that is as old as the resurrection itself. Matthew chapter 28. Verse 9. We have to be quick. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. 28.10. Now again, narratives. Because you know he tells Mary, Don't touch me. I have not yet ascended. Yeah? Again, it doesn't specify whether the ascension was when he was taken up or when he had just been resurrected and was going to say, here, Father, I'm done. Here's the blood. Here's the sacrifice. You have it. You do. I'm coming. I have 40 more days to chill with them. Do you understand? Because Matthew says that they fell at his feet and held his feet and worshipped him. But John says, he tells Mary, don't touch me. I've not gone to the Father yet it doesn't mean that that going to the Father was final ascension because the Christ that rose was appearing and disappearing at will yes. the scripture doesn't tell us how many times there's no way you can tell me that he resurrected and hadn't gone to heaven to check in and was with us for 40 days eating fried fish no no because he, he caught fish, fried the fish, served them the fish, ate with them appeared. All over the place to his disciples, three times together, appeared to the 120 along with everybody else. Maybe that was when James even came and joined them. Because who will not believe when you see Jesus resurrected, showing up among you, showing up when all the doors are closed like this? Just appears. You will believe now. Except, of course, you were Thomas. Do you understand? So John says, I've not gone to the Father yet. I haven't checked in with this sacrifice. So hold on, let me go and answer present. I'm coming back. Are you following me? Wow. And by that time, disciples appear in Matthew and they can now touch his feet and worship because he has checked in and is back to hang with us for 40 days. Wow. <laughs> so now you can touch me. Now Thomas can come and put his hands in my side. Are you following me? Yeah. Because if Mary, if he says to Mary, you can't touch me, then Thomas could not have been able to put his hand inside the side of Jesus. Before you come and preached to me, it was, it was because Mary was a woman? I was stone you with my Bible. So we need, to, we need to get the narrative right. That's why I told you, Sunday school narrative of Jesus will not help you. Sunday school. It will help you. It will help you. Go into Galilee, and there they will see me. Verse 11. This rain's there for now at the right time. Because yes. now I can't close. I mean, I have a pastor's heart. Yes. I have compassion over you. I can't throw you into the rain when I have shelter for you. Even if you have a car, you parked it outside, this rain will drench you by the time you get to your car. It's a prophecy. <laughs> Can we finish this? 28 of Matthew, verse 11. It gets interesting. While they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all the things that had happened. Verse 12. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, tell the people his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. Watch the next statement. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews to this day. That's why the Jews struggled to believe that Jesus resurrected. Because soldiers were paid to propagate the story that his body was stolen. The case against resurrection began immediately after resurrection. Why? Because our whole faith is hinged on it. Paul says, if he didn't rise, our faith is in vain. We're still in our sins. So they paid. These are the same guys, remember, that wanted to kill Lazarus because his resurrection was causing men to believe. And now... Nobody even had, again, it brings to mind another common sense question. If all of you were lashed out asleep, how do you know that it was his disciples that stole the body? One, you are soldiers. They are not soldiers. If you were awake and you saw them, how could you not stop the disciples from stealing the body? Number three, there were 16 of you soldiers. Four quaternions of soldiers. Four sets of four. 16 armed Roman soldiers. Roman soldiers were not a joke. Think gladiators, 16 of you in front of one tomb, disciples that all ran away. Yeah. Yeah, all, of them. all ran away now. Suddenly, gather reinforcements came and scattered 16 of you. No one died, no one was injured. Your weapons were not stolen, they just conveniently rolled away this big stone and carried the body. It doesn't make any sort of sense. But what was to, what was talking there? Money, 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 and they and they took the money and went and began to talk about it. But Jesus is risen. It's not an Easter message. It is the message. It's not a seasonal message. He is reason. Paul says he appeared to Peter, appeared to the three, to the twelve, to one twenty, to about five hundred people over that period, and then to me, Paul, as one born out of due time. He's reason. It's not seasonal. We sing it once a year around Easter. We don't look for all these songs. Of resurrection. And not sing them in that weekend. From Good Friday, no, from Palm Sunday till Easter Monday. we'll now retire the songs till next year. Have you noticed? And if you made the mistake of being led by the Spirit in a regular service in October and sing, they will look at you and say, ah, uh-uh. Alpha, how far? It's not Easter now. Who knows what I'm talking about? How many of you have had it done to you? Now let me know the real Christians. How many of you have done it to somebody? <laughs> How many of you have looked at somebody and said, it's not his tanah, why are you saying it is? Yeah. It's not seasonal. If Christ did not rise, your faith is in vain. If Christ did not rise, you cannot resurrect from this body. Yeah. So forget, now are we the sons of God. 1 John 3.2 Forget it does not yet appear what we shall. Be. You cannot have that hope if he did not rise. You see, us believing that he rose does not lend credence to the fact that he rose. Us believing that he rose does not validate the resurrection. The resurrection is valid of itself, even if we don't believe it. It doesn't cancel the reality of it. He rose. It doesn't make sense, but excuse me, he raised the dead boy from the dead. Excuse me, he raised Talith, the girl. From the dead. Jairus' daughter. In John 11, he raised Lazarus from the dead. In fact, in Lazarus' case, he allowed him to rot first. And before he did that, he introduced himself as the resurrection and the life. Not the one who resurrects. But the one who is resurrection. The one who is life. In other words, it is on account of me that Lazarus can live again. It's not just that I have. It's not that I have the power to make Lazarus live. It is that I am the life I am giving Lazarus now. Do you understand the difference? It's not that I give life. He says I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He is life. So he doesn't just have the power to resurrect. He is resurrection. So when we all resurrect and get glorified bodies, you know what happened upon us? Christ. Because he is resurrection. That's why he says to them, nobody takes my life from me. Johnson, I believe. He says, I have the power to put it down. I have the power to raise it up. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why I put on Facebook earlier this evening. The tombstone was not rolled away to let Jesus out. It was rolled away to let Mary and Peter and John in. Who could not have gotten access otherwise to go and verify that he was risen? Because you make it appear as though early in the morning, the angel now came and helped Jesus to roll away the stone so Jesus can come out. He was appearing and disappearing. On the way to Emmaus in Luke 24, he just shows up before those two guys, Cleopas and his friend. Just shows up. So the stone wasn't rolled away for him to come out. It was because he had already come out that the stone was rolled away. Because they couldn't have come in and saw a dead body there. So angels could roll away the stone because the news had gotten to heaven that he was risen. Do you understand? It was, it was common knowledge in the celestials. And that Christ is risen. And not just is he risen. He's risen in his full godly element. This is, this is the Christ, our master, that came down as Jesus. Yeah? So now that he's awake, all earthly protocols observed, now you can appear and disappear. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is holding him bound. He broke the power of death and hell. So he is the resurrection. He is. So if you believe that he raised Lazarus from the dead, you believe he raised the young boy from the casket, out the outskirts of the city from the dead, you believe he raised the girl from the dead, then you struggle to believe that he can raise himself. When he is the thing that raised up the three, the three of them, he is the thing. He is the element. So he just raised himself up when he was ready. And because he did that, our sins are forgiven. He resurrected. He's alive. He's alive. Can we say he's alive? alive. Can we say he's alive? alive. Can we say he's he's alive? He's alive. That's the beauty of the gospel. He's not dead. So we preach it every time. Every time he's alive, he resurrected. He didn't stay dead. And so now we are operating in the New Testament because of his resurrection. That began the New Testament. The enforcement of the New Testament. Next week we'll see how In his resurrection, he paid the penalty in full for our sins. The penalty was paid in full for our sins. I am serving a living God. His name is Jesus Christ. He died and rose and gave me victory. I have victory. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at or visit our social media platforms.